Hello and welcome back to the Final Whistle podcast. I'm Harry McBain and as always I'm joined by Daniel Fears. How are you doing Dan? Thank you, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Now we're also joined by our very first special guest. He's a YouTuber with over 6,000 subscribers. He's interviewed footballing legends such as Martin Keown, Nigel Clough and the man, the myth, the legend, Steve Bruce. Uh, It's Max Hayes. How are you Max? Very good, thanks. Uh, very good, thanks, Harry. Thanks for having me on. It's much appreciated. Well, it's fine. It's an honour for us. Now, um, we're going to be talking about the playoffs today. Now, like me, you're a Forest mm-hmm. fan. Do you think we can make the playoffs? Well, I, I think, obviously, we're on track to him and we're already in the playoffs and there's no reason why, why Forest can't, to be honest. And uh, I think that if somebody had said to us at the start of the season with, with Lamucci coming in and a guy we've never heard of, um, that... Forest are going to, you know, finish fourth or fifth at the end of the season. Uh, I think, you know, every Forest fan would have been over the moon. So I think we've got to put that into into perspective. And obviously, you know, it's strange times at the moment. With, of course, it would be much more exciting if we were there right now because if the playoffs were obviously with fans, we'd we'd be able to go and, and go to Wembley because you know I think Forest fans and the football fans forget that Forest have never been to the to the new yeah. Wembley. Um, and, and, you know, I, I mean, I haven't really seen Forrest win a lot in my lifetime. And it's probably the same for, for you as well. So, at the end of the day, I think that if, if we, you know, just keep putting in solid performances like we've done against... I mean, Sheffield Wednesday was OK, but like we did against Huddersfield as well. And there's no reason why we just can't cement that playoff place. But, um, you know, I was speaking to, I was speaking to Julian Bennett yesterday, doing some post-match interviews with him. And he, he said, well, the old, the old cliche goes... Um, you know, take every game as it comes, um, which, you know, a lot of managers will say, but it's true. And and Forrest don't need to get complacent. We just need to keep winning. Don't worry about other results and, and, and kind of see where we are at the end of it. And, and hopefully we'll be able to cement that playoff place and uh, and push on further. Well, it's been obviously yesterday. It was one year exactly since Lamucci was appointed, just 18 minutes after sacking O'Neill. Bit of an impressive yeah. one. Um now we've I saw a stat that said we were about sixty sixty ish sixty four points I think, and that was how we were last season, and we've still got seven or eight games left. It's incredible job that he's done it's done at forest isn't it yeah it, i mean it it's really good, and I think that you know I, like I said earlier a, a guy we we never heard of and there was an article released actually this week on the athletic uh, which we and Forrest kind of correspondent Daniel Taylor um, who, who obviously he normally breaks the like, the news of, of Lamucci being appointed or O'Neill being sacked and and, and he always, he's kind of like the source of the club really and um, and he said how in his article how in the in the players whatsapp group so obviously the players have a whatsapp group um apparently they said that I've I've searched Lamucci on uh, on Wikipedia, and he seems like a nice guy. So even that shows, uh, you know, the players didn't like it. Well, the, well, the players didn't know who who he was. <laughs> so it's an interesting one, and I think that he's just he's just come in and he's just changed the squad. He's changed players that you know we never thought we'd see in a Forest shirt again. Ben Watson, for example, you know, he's become just a, such an incredible player. You know, he's moved Matty Cash to right back. Everybody at the start of the season. Matty Cash isn't a right back, and now he's probably one of the, one of the best, if not the best, in 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 the championship and the football league. So, you know, Lamucci's done an excellent job, and um, I think it's really good that obviously we've given him that two year contract with, with with an option of a third the other week. And um, I mean, it's the least he deserves. And even if, of course, if we don't go up this year, we don't even make the playoffs, then um, 
then he still had a fantastic season. We go again next season and, and hopefully look to push on maybe towards those automatic spots if we can. Um, you know, but uh, you know, I just think that with he, he's built a connection with the fans as well, and I think that's important for a manager. And we haven't had a manager like that in a long time. And of course, he's going to be the first Forest manager to complete a whole season since since, since Billy Davis, um, which is an incredible stat, really. Yeah, the good old days of Billy Davis. God, remember those? Yeah. So um, Lewis Scrabbin, um, he's on nineteen goals this season. Ollie Watkins and Mitrovic are the only two players in the championship above him. Do you think he's got any chance of catching them up this season? Good question. Um, God, that's a tough one. I mean, it, well, it depends, doesn't it? I mean, it all comes down to, to you know, for example, if, uh, you know, because I was speaking to my, my brother about it yesterday and he was saying, obviously, how Mitrovic would most likely get, obviously, the player of the season or the most goals. But, you know, if, for example, one of those players ended up with, an injury or whatever, or even grabbing, uh, fingers crossed he doesn't, ended up with an injury, then, uh, you know, then, then it throws it all out, all out the window. So, um, he could catch him. At the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm not really bothered. I don't think Lewis Grabben's bothered. I think Lewis Grabben's target at the moment is probably to just keep scoring goals and keep winning games for Forest. And then if he gets to a nice tally, and which you already are, I think he's scored the most goals since David Johnson, which I think I saw a stat yesterday on Twitter. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's no reason why Graven can't can't catch him at all. Um, but again, a, a, another crucial player for Forest and, and probably one of the best strikers in in the Championship. Now, I've, I'm sure you'll known at the start of the season, lots of people saying, especially when it was under O'Neill, Graven didn't really look as as bothered to play, and he obviously didn't fit the fit uh, like enjoy the style of Martin O'Neill's mm. hoof ball and everyone's saying oh he's, he just doesn't bother when he, when he gets an attack and then if, when it hits us on the counter he just stayed up there but we saw yesterday uh, versus Huddersfield the amount of battling Graben was doing and I was saying to my dad hang on what's Graben doing and we don't normally see him doing this he's obviously in a he's obviously in a good mood mm. uh, I think if we didn't have Graben we'd be a lot worse off oh I, t- I totally agree with you and um, and it's funny you know it's funny you mentioned how he didn't um, enjoy the style of play under O'Neill, and you know when O'Neill was appointed, um, I was I was actually quite a, quite a fan of it, um, and I, I always say that. Uh, whereas my brother, for example, on on, on the other hand, and, and and a few other people that kind of forest related that I know as well, and in, in the family were totally against it and said that you know it's completely the wrong decision. Um, and you know, I, I, in this article I, I was reading, you know, they were saying that how the players didn't like him and obviously they, they, they had to make a change. Um, and I think it's been probably one of the best changes they've made because we've got Lamucci on, uh, you know, Lamucci. And, and it would be interesting to see if we'd have kept O'Neill, where would Forrest be now? And obviously, mm. you know, we don't know the answer to that question and we never will. Um, so it's one of those mysteries. But in terms of grabbing, like you saying, being bothered and, and, and everything like that, and, and yesterday, I just think he... To, to to be solo up there as a striker on a football pitch, you've got you've got to be a good player and you've got to have the skill and grabbing does and I I think it's been honestly such a good season for him on not only just a goal scoring note but creating chances and just generally helping out the team and it's you know sometimes you see a striker would maybe be um, you know solo on his side you know with himself and not kind of feed off to other players. Whereas Graven, he holds the ball up and, and, and like you say, he's physical. And he's, I think you say, you know, you said without Graven, Forrest would be a lot worse off. And um, 
and that does worry me when you say that. But we have got other players in the team that that could take. You know, we've got players. You know, I think uh, he had a chance late on in the she- uh, in the Huddersfield game. Alex Mighton, you know, another young player. Tyler Walker. There's all these young players coming through the academy, um, and I think it's good to have somebody like Graven at, at Forest and, and and the football club to not only score the goals but to help and mentor these young players like Tyler Walker, like Alex Mighton, that he can give off his championship striker experience too and that really helps the team and, and, and that means that those young players and Forrest are destined for success really. Now we're going to go back on to the playoffs here so who do you think will be in the top two and then obviously the rest of the top six? Um, right yeah god you know it's so hard to call it and and Forrest could slip out and Forrest could go in the automatics I think in the automatics to Brentford, you know, Brentford won on was it was it Friday night against West Brom, and and that worries me in a way that Brentford will, will go up into the automatics. But I'd actually rather that happen and somebody like West Brom or Leeds go down because I think Forest would have more chance of beating teams like that than than Leeds. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I I I've kind of always said this, uh, you know, since the um, since the fixture list resumed behind closed doors, I'd probably say. I think Leeds will win the title. Um, I think West Brom have slipped up a few many times. I think Leeds will win the title. Then West Brom in second. Brentford in third. Um, I think Forrest are going to finish fourth. Uh, I think um, Fulham will slip down to fifth. And I think the sixth place... Well, I mean, there's so many teams fighting for that, isn't there? I mean, even Derby have been thrown into <laughs> into the picture. Um See, I would say an underdog, but it's like we, we, I'd probably say somebody like obviously that they're in now, but probably somebody like Cardiff or Bristol City, and and Neil Harris has done an incredible job for Cardiff. I mean, I don't particularly like watching Cardiff's football because it's similar to it's similar to Neil Warnock's at Cardiff, um, but he he's done a brilliant job. Uh, so I can probably see Cardiff actually finishing in, in sixth place. Yeah. Yeah, we had the conversation yesterday when we were trying to come up with our top six, very similar to yours. If we put Brentford in second, of course, and then putting Leeds into the playoffs because it would be really funny. Um, uh, and we also said the same thing about sixth. Um, and it's it's too hard to call that. We did we put Swansea in there, but it could be anyone in you know from sixth down to tenth at the moment. Anyone could fight for it. Yeah, no, and I think that. I just think that that what well, it shows that the championship's such a tough league, and again, it's a bit, it's another bit of a cliche. But there's no easy game in the championship at all, and you can see that with Forest, Sheffield Wednesday, Huddersfield, and to prefer with Huddersfield, um, they didn't put in a bad performance yesterday. You know, mm. especially you know towards the end, I think when Forest were one or two nil up, they were they were pressing and, and, and attacking quite a lot. I think it was quite nice to beat Huddersfield yesterday, though, if I'm honest, and get kind of a win over. Over them because I, we, when we played them in in Christmas time, I didn't I didn't I didn't particularly like the Cowley brothers. I, I, I particularly went off them um, it's from a Forest fan point of view. And I can remember when they were cheating and diving all over the place, and then and then accused us of, of of cheating and diving all over the place. So I think it was quite nice for us to win yesterday, and um, and just 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 another good win, but another tough game. And there's going to be so many tough tough championship games because of how hard the championship is at the moment. Who do you think will um, help Forrest the most this season then to get you pushed for the playoffs? Who do I think will help Forrest the most? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's probably got to be somebody like Graven again. Um, if not, somebody like 
even somebody like, uh, you know, a creative player, we look at somebody like Thiago Silva, who I think doesn't get enough mentions uh, in, in the Forest squad. You know, he came in and, and compared to Carvalho when, when he first came in, you know, a foreign player coming into, into the championship has to adapt quickly. But Thiago Silva is much more physical. Physical. Um, he's more, much more skillful, and and you know I'm not I'm not, I'm not slagging off uh, Carl Ali here. You know he obviously hasn't got a chance in the Forest squad at the moment, but Thiago yeah. Silva has just been a fan, another fantastic player for Forest this season. I, I can't really put it down to one player that could help Forest for the rest of the season. I'd probably say just the whole team, and you know even from the goalkeeper from from Brees Samba all the way, and, and it's having characters in the dressing dressing room. It's not. Um, it's not only about you know on the pitch, and and I think that's the key. And because obviously, with what I do with with Forest and kind of get to see some of the some of the behind the scenes access, you know who's a character in the dressing room and and, and who's one of those uh, team leaders. And you need those, and that needs to be a key aspect in a football squad. It's not just the playing side of it, but having team leaders and having players that motivate each other and thrive off each other and bond together. And if you have that and you can play decent football like Forrest have been doing, then you know, you're you know, you're on planet, you know, you're doing so well just because of how because of how the team bonds. And that's really important for a championship side and especially Forrest this season as well. All right. So obviously we said earlier that Lamucci hopefully, as long as he doesn't leave in like the last three games, will be the first uh, manager to make a whole season since Billy Davis. And I think that mm. is also the last squad that I know, in my opinion, were like the strongest because we had the Magugans, Tysons. We also had um, uh, like Lee Camp, and they were a strong squad. And I don't think we've had a, a squad that strong up till now because at the moment there are very little players in our squad. When we're going out in matches, I'm like, oh god, they're a liability. We're gonna, we're gonna, because they're in the squad, yeah. we're gonna mess up. Now we're gonna. Yeah do a quick a little transfer story here relating to Forrest and two of the, the, the key players in the squad. Of course, Matty Cash and Joe Worrell. They've been linked with a move to West Ham and it's thought that Moyes wants them for a combined fee of £30 million. Now, do you see that going through? And what, what price would you take for them? Um, yeah. See, it's a really difficult question, that, because I think that Matty and Joe are two kind of homegrown forest lads you know they grew up in Nottingham you know came to the Forest Academy I think if Forest got promoted why why would they want to leave or, or go to West Ham or even if Forest stayed in the championship West West Ham are going down um or, or, or well pretty much well can go yeah. down so why would they want to go and move to West Ham I, I don't get that and I can't see the board accepting 30 million for two players that you know could be playing the same league and well, anyway, at the end of the day, it's really difficult with, with, with transfers and, and it's hard to predict because you, you can't predict it. It's up to the, it's really up to the, up to the player, really. Um, so, you know, but I, I can't see them too leaving. I honestly think that, uh, you know, Matty and Joe enjoy Forest so much and enjoy Nottingham. I can't see them, you know, making the trip down south and move, move, moving all the way to West Ham. I just can't see that happening. Um, but that's my personal opinion. Yeah. And if it does, it does. And if it does at the end of the day, and they're two fantastic players, fantastic um, players to have around the club, fantastic leaders, and obviously wish them all the best. But I can't see it happening at all. Yeah, maybe if we still had Fawaz in charge, who knows? That could um, that would be a, a more a more likely deal. Just getting money well, for well. the sake of it. Exactly. <laughs> 
thank you for joining us, Max. It's been a pleasure having you on. And let's no hope problem at all. Forrest can finally get up to the promised land after all this time. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you. Now, we're going to be getting on to this bit of the podcast where we're going to be doing our hero and failure of the weeks. Now, this week I'm doing the hero and um, I've chosen Anthony Martial because he became the first, prim- uh, the first Manchester United player to score a Premier League hat-trick since um, Van Persie did in 2013. Now, do you, now, what did you think of his performance this week? It was overall a very good performance. He wasn't just doing goals, he was going on these um, runs that you haven't seen him doing for a little while. And to be honest, I can see United really challenging for the title next season. I think they're doing really well this since Ollie's came. Now, uh, as I said, it was the first Manchester United hat trick in the Premier League since Robin Van Persie scored against Aston Villa in 2013. So, in well, that's been seven years and 63 days exactly. United have played. 263 games and no other player has scored a hat-trick. I think that just shows you that Man United have have not had a quality striker since Van Persie left. Of course, they had Lukaku, but I'm surprised he didn't get a hat-trick. Do you think that Martial, and of course they got Rashford, are the people, as you said, to bring them back up to the top of the English game? Uh, yeah, I do. I think that they've got Bruno Fernandes and Pogba in the field. And you can tell that Pogba thinks they're going to win something because he's actually started playing well for them. They've also got Mason Greenwood. Yeah, I've noticed that in Pogba's last few games. Obviously, I think it was with his injury. He hadn't played since uh, January or February. And now, of course, after this break, he's back. And it looks like he's been trying to prove himself, whether that's to try and get Man United to do better or whether it's to try and get more people to buy him in the summer by putting in some impressive performances. That might be the case. But um, so here, Marshall's Premier League record, he's made 138 Premier League appearances, 48 goals, 20 assists. And that this season, that's, um, I'm just thinking, checking this right. I think that's 14, 14 goals, I think. That's it's a very good, very good record this season. I think, do you think he has been, um, a good signing since he's uh, arrived a few years ago? I think he's been a very good signing because he's not only played up front, he's been playing on the wing as well. So that goal return hasn't really just got it. So it's just strikers because he's been on the wing as well. Now, who have you chosen as your your failure of the week? Uh, my failure of the week is Alexandra Mitrovic. He's didn't really get involved in the game um, for Fulham at the weekend. He didn't score and he's now been banned for three games, which I think a cost in the playoff spot. Yeah, well, uh, of course, as a Forest fan, I can very happily say that we're very glad that Mitrovic will be missing uh, our game versus them. Uh, and I think, you know, he is probably, as you said, messed up Fulham's title hopes. They haven't got many, uh, not title hopes, playoff hopes. Um, they haven't got that many star players. He was one of the top goal scorers, as we said to Max, is one of the top ones among Graben there. But I think that that is a major blow 
Fulham, and it was all a very, yeah, very stupid mistake. Do you think that he'll be top goal scorer or Ollie Watkins? I think now that Mitrovic has got a three-game ban, it wouldn't surprise me if Ollie Watkins went and took the top goal score. And, um, I think hopefully that messes up Fulham's playoff chances, and we can all we can all have a nice journey into the playoffs. I mean, those of us in the top six. Not not those down in the in the rest of the championship like Reading. <laughs> now, it's it's been a great episode. We've really enjoyed it. We obviously a uh, brilliant interview with Max, and then we've given you the uh, hero and our hero and failure of the weeks. Please remember to like and share with all your friends. Um, uh, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Thank you for listening. That was the final whistle. <laughs>